Hey friends, before we get cranking with today's podcast, I want to make sure that you know that we coach leaders. Now we say it from time to time here on the podcast, but let me be really clear. This is the biggest area of growth we are watching in leaders is through our coaching process. It's often 10 tools and 10 sessions, but we also have subscription coaching. We've made it more affordable in this season. If you feel like you are struggling to see ahead in the fog, if you feel like you are overwhelmed, you don't know what your next step is, you're hitting an obstacle, you're hitting a barrier, you're feeling stuck, any of that language resonates, you need coaching. Now, coaching is different from mentoring and it's different from friendship and it's different from counseling. It's a really unique niche that helps you clarify your next step, take your next step and have some accountability with somebody else asking you if you did those things. We are seeing some crazy results, business leaders, church leaders and nonprofit leaders. One of the best ways to learn about this is actually by just reading reviews that we have over on our Facebook page. So I wanted to read a review today. This is from Nathaniel. He's a business owner and he says, I've had the pleasure of being coached and led by Stay Fort Designs and I truly feel I gained more perspective than I have ever before about my business. I recommend Stay Fort to anyone looking to have clarity, focus, and just an overall better understanding of their leadership or their ownership role. I am truly grateful. Nathaniel, it has been a joy to work with you. That's incredible. Congratulations on your growth and your clarity. This is a hard time to lead folks. And we want to make sure that you know you have someone in your corner that can help you strategically take your next right steps. If you're interested in coaching, if you're feeling like you're in a fog, if you desire clarity or are feeling overwhelmed right now, don't delay guys. We have coaches all over the country who would love to have a free breakthrough session with you. That's right. The first 90 minute session is free. We have a breakthrough session where you get in there, we dig around a little bit, we see what we can clarify and how you can take your next right step today to go to the next level. If you're interested, go ahead and head on over to stayforth.com. You can click on our coaching tab and see the different types of coaching that we offer. And then you can also head on over to our team tab and our network tab to see who our coaches are across the country. I believe in our coaches. These are some amazing leaders. They're practitioners. We don't lead from some high and mighty throne or stage. We are in the trenches with you trying to live and lead as God has designed us as well. And guys, one thing I can say is that coaching is changing lives. It's working. It's clarifying. We're seeing overwhelm and anxiety melt into next steps, to clarity, and ultimately to execution. Head on over to stayforth.com backslash coaching to see how you can grow in this next season. And now, on to the podcast. Tom Briggs, welcome to the Hello. podcast. Thank you, man. I'm really excited to join the the, the cavalcade of, of fans. I was going back through your your back issues in preparing for this, and you've had some uh, mighty titans and uh, tigresses of, of industry and leadership, man. Yeah, I love podcasts. Don't tell anyone, but I absolutely love it. I think more than anybody else does, just because these are interesting conversations. Um, we are, if anyone is wondering, related um, we're not necessarily sure how to call that. It's kind of some like second cousin type situation. Um, but here we are um, on the podcast talking about things that uh, fortunately or unfortunately have become a big part 
of our lives. We're talking remote work and you got to hear from Belay and some of the health behind it, but you are really helping people deal about the practical and dial into the practical. So before we kind of dig into how we can become better at this um, live Zoom experience, um, talk about your experience uh, with remote work. Yeah, it's really interesting. So before we kind of entered into the upside down times of COVID, uh, I like many of your other listeners, I'm sure went to a real actual physical office, which is so weird to think about now. But given the way things were going, we were coming to the end of our lease. So the owner of the company and I chatted a little bit, he decided to just go fully remote. So did that haven't looked back since but you know, to be perfectly honest, I hadn't zoomed a lot before before now so sort of had to dive in and jump in with both feet I, I did a weird thing during COVID I joined Toastmasters which is all about presentation and speaking in front of a group but given that we can't be in front of each other in in physical whatever uh, we've been doing it all on Zoom so that really made me want to think a little bit more about well when you're on Zoom what makes for a really good Zoom experience how do you foster connection and, you know, make it so that you can almost just squint your eyes and feel like maybe you're, you're sitting across the table from the person instead of, you know, maybe thousands of miles away. So you say that word connection, why does connection matter to you? Why does it matter to us as humans? Why does it matter that teams feel deeply connected as we work together? Yeah, no, it's such a good question, Alan. Fundamentally, given the nature of what is facing our world, we're we're in this place where we're we're, we're distant from each other in so many ways, and we can't even shake hands anymore. We have to do weird elbow bumps and and foot bumps and all of that. So, you know, for now, given the state of the way things are, this is probably the safest way we can find community and find connection. And that's never been more important. You know, we humans, as you know, are wired for connection. We're wired to be in community, in relationship, you know, with the with our family, with our friends, with the people we're working with. So my my passion has been to really help people discover that on Zoom. Obviously, it'd be great to you know, I'd love to be there with you, you know, sitting down having this conversation over over coffee or or drinks. But you know, this is the next best thing, and it's it's much more convenient. You know, we can just fire this thing up, and I can be here in Portland, you can be there in Colorado, and we can just you know talk almost like, like we're face to face. So you started Zoom Pro Tips. So literally, we want to dive into um, some of those pro tips. But first of all, why? Like, why, why was that important enough? You got a lot on your plate. Why is that important enough for you to say, we got to help people do this thing better? Honestly, I kept getting the question again and again. I the group I joined in Toastmasters, the chapter is the average age is older than than myself. So I frequently found myself playing the role of of tech support in figuring out connections, figuring out how do we make this a better thing. And fundamentally, you know, what I've what I've realized in sort of perfecting speaking, you know, the deep background, as you know, I'm a, I'm a storyteller, I'm a marketer, I'm a writer. Fundamentally, we humans are storytelling beings, so we can use this as a way to establish connection and really make it feel, you know, like we're in the same room. And sort of troubleshooting, a big part of that is having really good audio, as clear of videos we have as we can have. You know, people are doing C-suite interviews for their next career, their next job on Zoom, and grandparents are reading to their kids 
bedtime stories and they might be halfway across the nation on Zoom. So really, this is sort of where we're at now. Let's make the most of it and make sure that our video is crisp, our audio is clear, and there's no echo, the lighting is good. Let's just really try and make this as good as it can be given you know, what the state of the world is. Hopefully not for much longer. Ideally, you know, I'd love for us to be back in person here sooner rather than later, but let's make the best of a bad situation. Mm. Those are some really good uh, practical tips. Dig down a little bit deeper, even if we're getting really granular, what are some other tips that can help us to better connect and maybe even look more professional, more ordered, um, get as specific as you can with some good practices for video calls? Great question. Okay, let's start with the technical. So take a minute and type speed test into Google. That will fire up a simple tool that will allow you to evaluate your your internet connection. Uh, Three numbers is what you'll see. Download, which is what they always talk about. Upload, which when you're on Zoom is equally important. And then ping. Uh, It'll evaluate your connection. If those numbers aren't where they should be, really at a minimum, your download should be 60 megabytes per second. Upload should be half that 30. Your ping will probably be between 10 and 20. Those are the base minimum to play. If not, go ahead and go to, there's a map that's searchable by the Federal Communications Commission, it's not sponsored by any uh, internet service provider. They'll let you know, and I can give you this URL, and we can, you can include it in your show notes, where you know the internet service providers in your neighborhood. So you know what your speed is. Having that great connection is vital. You know, we've all lived in, you, know, you might have lived in a house where if you hopped in the shower, you had really bad water pressure. The digital pipes going to your house are sort of like that. You want it to be nice and big so you get a really good uh, picture, good audio. So that's key. Get a good webcam. The integrated webcam inside your laptop or, or desktop probably isn't that great. You don't need to drop a lot of money. I like the Logitech cameras. They didn't pay me to say that, but they have great drivers. There's a model that, you know, about spend, plan on spending about 100 bucks. You can spend more than that. But, you know, that will take care of you. 1080p video quality is really what you're shooting for. It'll give you that nice, crisp video. It'll work better with different types of lighting scenarios. And lighting is is huge. You want to have a room filled with as much natural light as possible. And you don't want to put that light behind you. Cameras don't deal well shooting into the sun. So get that light from a head-on perspective and really light yourself forward. Feel free to use additional lighting, lamps, really try and get rid of shadows. The more light, the better when you're, when you're on a camera. The, uh, a couple, a couple of things for me that have been helpful. I'm speaking into a microphone now, obviously, but, um, I don't have to yell. And I, I realized I was yelling before, um, to be able to get the right sound into the computer. So that's been really helpful for me and my voice. I spend many hours, um, zoom calls through coaching a light ring, I think cost me 20 bucks. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I think around a hundred bucks on the camera, that's quality. That's what we filmed healthy leaders summit on. And so I, I think a lot of people get carried away. Let me get a $2,000 rig. This is going to cost so much, but when you put all that together, I think I'm probably at about 240 bucks that I've spent and literally kind of a professional, we have to do this here for the podcast. Um, so I just want to emphasize that, uh, as well as lighting's important because many times people say, Hey, I can't see you very well. Um, and it's been helpful to say, man, we don't want people struggling on the other side 
uh, for the communication? Or like you say, could we kind of almost reach out and touch the person on the other side? Um, and as a coach, I would agree, man. I think sometimes people on the other end, there's a distracting background, there's stuff going on. It's like, Oh man. So other than maybe a distracting background or tons of noise, um, share that other side. What are some bad practices on video calls that you think could be <laughs> disruptive, interruptive, uh, and just not a good context for connection? Yep. No, very, very good question. Well, obviously if you're on a group call, learn to use that mute button. Well, uh, people may or may not know that the space bar is a really good, uh, almost like a walkie talkie instant unmute where you can say something and then pop yourself back on mute. The up the nose cam, no one likes that. So really you should try and position your camera about mid forehead level. Cameras like to look down on down on you. So that's why, you know, Alan, when you're taking your next selfie, hold that camera up nice and high. It's going to give you a better look. It won't make your your you know, chin and neck look weird. Thanks for the tips, cuz. Hey, man, you know, I'm just looking out for you. Uh, let's see what else audio you, know, you touched on audio, you know, having a good mic is key, really thinking about opening up your, your chest. Um, I thought about this, you know, the more I present on Toastmasters, I saw some world class speakers, give webinars and presentations. When you're hunched over your webcam or your keyboard, you're compressing your diaphragm. So really be conscious of that. If you're trying to give yourself some extra energy increase your vocal range, try opening up that chest, having a camera that's not on a laptop. I use a desktop to video conference. It's a lot better. You're probably not going to be in your best position hunched over a laptop. Feel free to stand up. If you do want a mic that goes with you, there's some good lavalier mic options. They'll just, uh, you know, tab to your lapel. That will let you work the whole room and use the whole frame. So you can think about yourself when you're on Zoom you kind of have an x-axis and a y-axis. Not a lot of people think about the z-axis as well. You can adjust your distance from the camera, and that's going to give you some different effects. So if you're trying to have some really big grand gestures, if you're coaching someone and you want to just hammer a point home, give yourself a few extra feet, and then you can have your hands to work. You can show your entire body. A lavalier mic is really nice for that. Likewise, you can get up really close to the camera and look them right in the eye if you want to hammer home a point. Be careful around that. Wide-angle lenses used in webcams can make you look a little bit goofy when you get in too close, but it's a really interesting thing. I've found when I'm presenting to a group or giving a speech, you know, if you were in a room, you'd be making eye contact and reading the room. Go ahead and look into the camera. You know, it makes it really feel authentic. Think about, you know, you can open up your Zoom gallery. You can see everyone who's listening and really mentally, consciously focus on maybe connecting with one of those individuals. I think, you know, that's it's a mental thing that you can really do. I think, you know, if you do Zoom well, you can bring just as much or if not more presence than you would even sitting down with someone. If you and I were having a meal together, I could be completely rude and be checking my phone and you could be talking and I would, could just kind of be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Or, you know, I could be there and just be really with you. What would it look like mentally, you know, before you go into your next coaching call to really do a check, to do a reset and say, I'm going to be here with this person. I'm going to mute my phone. I'm going to put it away. I'm going to give them the gift of my full presence. Uh, some of the pastors you've had on your, on your podcast and some of the leaders do a great job with that. You excel at this, just putting everything aside and being there with that person. That is the most generous thing we can give each other in this time. And it's really the thing we need the most, fostering that deep connection and recognizing we're all just humans. We're doing the best we can during this crazy topsy-turvy time. 
That's a really good point. That idea of presence, because uh, we can minimize and then we can look into, we can be checking our email. We can be doing something else and even like nodding and looking like we're present. And I was convicted of that kind of early in COVID. I thought there's so much that we have to do that maybe a little bit of multitasking here, especially if there's multiple people in the meeting. Uh, I find my, found myself with kind of a furrowed brow as I looked back at one of the meetings. I was looking through stuff, obviously not present. And it's, it's amazing how easy it is to tell when somebody is present or isn't present, even through a cam, even through a bad webcam, we can tell that. So I would, I would second that. Guys, the world is changing. The world will continue to change. And I found that a lot of leaders discovered Zoom, discovered the beauty of not having to get on a plane, uh, lead trainings, even up to half day or full day trainings um, through a screen instead of having to be away from their families. So some incredible things happening I'm just curious, Tom, from your, on your take, where do you predict video communication will be, you know, maybe two years from now and then zoom out and maybe five or 10 years from now? Oh, great question. Well, you can kind of look at where we've gone with home movies, you know, it, you know, 10 years ago, 1080p, you know, you put it in a DVD, that was amazing quality. Now you can go down to Costco or Best Buy and you can see those amazing 4K TVs that they almost look real. It almost looks like you're looking through a window into reality. You're going to see that come down the pike with Zoom as well. We're going to get higher resolution. It's going to be easier for people to read the micro expressions on your face. Uh, when you know people think about gestures when they're public speaking, but really the thing we are finally tuned to as humans is reading each other's faces. So we'll get to a point where you know you may or may not have a virtual reality headset on, but this is going to get better and better. Zoom will release 4K Ultra HD conferencing. And this is going to get better. You know, it will never take the place of being there physically with someone, but the audio is going to get clearer. The video is going to get sharper. And I, I can't promise holograms or anything like that, but fundamentally, tactically, I know that displays and bandwidth is going to get better. And hopefully the bandwidth infrastructure of our, our country and our world will improve so that we can support those better, better visuals and improved audio. Mm, that's good. I know you're a learner, Tom, and I always ask, like to ask guests what they're learning, who they're learning from. Um, obviously, when we jumped back on Zoom a while ago, talking through who we're learning from, what kind of topics we're learning on. When somebody asks you that big question, what are you learning right now and who are you learning from? What do you say? Oh, man. Alan, I've just been really enamored with the long view, just sort of looking at the whole trajectory. It's easy when things are so insane right now, but with my side hustle and sort of my vision is to kind of take a step back. So I read Harari's Sapiens a few years ago, and that book really convicted me to look at humanity upon a multi, multi, multi-generational, multi-millennial timeline and look for patterns and look for the general trend line. And I find that enlightening and helpful because you see as we evolve as a species and get better at what we're doing, things genuinely trend in a better direction. We get smarter, we develop new innovations like Zoom and like these things that allow us to foster deeper connection. So I've just been really stepping back and looking at anyone, any thinkers. I love Ryan Holiday and what he's doing with stoicism, bringing that back. So anything that allows me to dig in and pull up some of those lessons from the past and bring them back into the modern age, I just get so much juice out of that. Mm, that's good. And uh, how can folks find out more about Zoom Pro Tips? 
uh, zoomprotips.com. Check it out. We have a infrequent newsletter when I publish something, um, they'll, they can hear about it there and uh, we're on all the socials. So track us down there, find, follow, comment, ask any questions. If there's something you're, you need help with or really something you've been struggling with or your ISP is weird, or you can only get satellite internet cause you're in the middle of Montana. Um, I'm more than willing to to jump in and, and help you out with a with a weird weird question so let's all let's all do this to to better and uh, develop deeper connection okay awesome tom thanks for coming on and uh great to see you again tell the family we said hello thanks brother you as well take care well, hey guys, I am Jonathan, your content producer over at Stay Forth Designs, and we are not done with our episode. We're just taking a quick break so that I can remind you that all of our Right Side Up journals are 20% off right now. That's right. If you head over to rightsideupleader.com, you can pick up a Right Side Up journal for you, for your spouse, a friend, a teammate, whomever, for 20% off. This is a great tool. It's a great value. And right now you can save a few bucks by picking up one. If you haven't grabbed one yet and you're questioning whether or not it would be a good tool for you, now's a good time to invest in your leadership by picking up the Right Side Up Journal. If you're currently using it and you're getting near the back and you're seeing those reminders that say, hey, it's time to order a new copy. Guess what? Now's a great time to order a new copy of the Right Side Up Leadership Journal. Head over to rightsideupleader.com and pick up what we think is the most practical leadership tool that you can purchase to make solid investments in your leadership to help you lead healthily today, tomorrow, and in the weeks and months to come. Now back to our episode. Well, Krisha, thanks for coming by the summit. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell us a little bit um, about Belay and sort of the history of Belay and then about your role and what you actually do with Belay. Sure, absolutely. So Belay is a 100% remote workforce organization. And what we do is we provide services remote that equip our clients with business solutions to help them grow their businesses. So we partner with virtual assistants, virtual bookkeepers, website specialists, and now most recently, social media strategists. And the idea behind that is you as a leader, you have to be focusing on what only you can do to grow your business. And there are really important things that have to happen in your business, such as assistant work, bookkeeping, um, social media, but let somebody else do that for you. And so we have been around for 10 years now and have been remote the entire time. Believe it or not, we do not have a brick or mortar building. And um, it's been interesting and it's been fantastic. And then of course, given the current state of our country, um, we were really blessed to be equipped to work remotely uh, during this season, for sure. Um, as for me, I'm the VP of Human Resources at Belay. I've been with Belay for about six years, and my main responsibilities are overseeing the culture uh, that we have at Belay. We've worked really hard to have an award-winning culture, and then just take care of all things HR and talent acquisitions and uh, contractor services for our awesome. organization. Well, let's start with culture. How in the world do you develop a culture without a water cooler or a coffee pot? You know, it is difficult, but not impossible. 
So it really is just where you put your focus and your intentionality. Um, For us, it was all about creating what our values as an organization were at the time when Belay was founded, and then really viewing everything that we do through those core values, our mission, our core values. And so when we, you know, we're of the belief, I know people have probably heard this before, if you don't define what your culture is going to be, it's going to be defined for you, whether you like it or not. And so very early on in the first startup days of our organization, the focus was put on culture. And so we just knew that it was going to be in how we hired people, how we trained people, how we treated people. We wanted Belay to be a company that we wanted to work for. And so modeling that really has allowed us to become a company with an amazing culture. And now, of course, 10 years later, um, we don't ever stop investing in what that means. Um, People want to come work here, but what's been very interesting is people become now protective of that culture. And so now instead of it just being, you know, the leaders of the organization trying to drive our culture and our core values, it's become a company all employee effort because everybody feels so strongly about having a good solid culture uh, on where they work. That's good. Well, today at the summit, we're specifically digging in on culture. So before we even get to the health piece and how this is impacting us, um, obviously culture matters to you guys a lot. It's been very intentional. Um, How do you guys communicate? How often do you guys communicate? Maybe even some of the tools you use and then how often do you just have to get in the same room to be able to give a fist bump and to be able to give a hug and to be able to like sit at the same table physically to have that meal? Yeah, of course. So as far as how do we communicate and how often, uh, more than you would ever think is necessary. So one of the things with being in a remote organization is you have to over-communicate. If you have said it eight times, you probably have not said it enough. Um, And so we over-communicate and we use various different tools for communication because people hear things differently. So we may uh, communicate something in a meeting. Then we might follow up with an email. Then we might put it on our chatter group within Salesforce. And then we might re-communicate it again. And it's just because there's so much going on that if it is a message that you want people to hear and remember and understand, you have to over-communicate. Now, in terms of how... um, You know, we invest a lot of time and payroll every Monday for 45 minutes. Our entire organization gets on a Zoom call and we talk through different updates that are happening for the week, announcements, the state of the organization. We may play some fun games to kind of increase collaboration and fun, Uh, but that is every single week. The other thing is we use video. And I know, yes, there is Zoom fatigue. It is a real thing. But I recently read, so I don't know if you've seen it or read it yet, but I'm reading um, Think Like a Monk Mm-mm. by Jay Shetty. Should I? Should it's I pretty it? good stuff. It's pretty good. Yeah. I. Um, it was a fascinating stat, though, regarding communication. It was something like uh, 77% of 
what you communicate is understood through body language. And then it was like, you know, 20% on your tone of voice and only a mere like five or 7% on the actual words that you're communicating. So I thought that was fascinating uh, when we talk about communication and how we communicate. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So how is working remote impacting leaders and teams in 2020? How is it not? Right. I think. Um, Go down if, the rabbit hole, Krisha. <laughs> um, here's what I will say. I will say that pre-2020, I think, you know, the verdict was still out on work from home. Can it be done? It's only for a select few, only certain industries. And as the pandemic hit, whether anyone liked it or not, everyone was forced to work remote. And the problem with that was everyone was kind of building the airplane while they were flying it. And so I don't know that it was a true accurate testament for what it is really like working from home. You're saying because we didn't know how to do it well and we were just thrust into it reactively that we didn't kind of give it a fair chance? Exactly. Because there's something to be said for when you are, your organization is already structured to work from home. You've got your best practices. You have your communication tool. Mm -hmm. All of your technology is set up. You know how often you have to communicate. And so that wasn't the case. Most of the organizations that were forced to kind of work from home had to figure all that out on the fly, not to mention significant others are at home, kids are at home, you you know, leaders are teachers and vice versa. And so, so much has changed. So what I would say would be, it's possible, right? It can be done. Most of the jobs and most of the, you know, industries that said there's no way we could work remote, it can be done. I think um, it's just giving it a fair shot once everything is up and running, that really will determine the future of is work from home here to stay? And who is it for? And who is it not for? Because it's not for everyone. I mean, transparently. Yeah. Okay. So your predictions and Belay's predictions, um, do you think this is going to continue to rise? Do you think people are going to eventually say, I don't want to come back to work. I love the convenience of this. Uh, We won't hold you to this, but what are your predictions about where this whole work from home thing's going? My prediction is it's here to stay. I really think, you know, there are enough people that get a taste for working from home, the flexibility they get, the lack of commute, the extra time with their family, the extra time maybe spending in a hobby that they didn't have the opportunity to do when they're commuting 40 minutes into work and home. Um, but I do think, again, there's work that goes along with that mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, how do you think it's impacting the health of families and employees? Like what are those, some of those specific areas that you think mm-hmm. somebody that now starts from work, working from home really has to pay attention to? Yeah, absolutely. So for the sake of this, let's just talk about not in a pandemic, (laughs) right? (laughs) Let's talk about, you know, kids are back in school and, you know, things are a little bit more back to normal. And so there are definite pros 
um, working from home from a health and wellness standpoint. Um, but let's actually talk about some of the challenges that we can have related to our wellness in regards to working from home. So there is such a thing as blurring the lines between work and life. And so if it's not something that you're really intentional about setting your boundaries up front, you can really feel like you're starting to get burnt out on work because if you don't have that kind of separate work office, then you're essentially living where you work. You're working where you live. You have a hard time shutting that computer off. You want to send that late night email. You get caught up. And it's not like when you're leaving the office and you shut your laptop, even if you're taking it home with you, you're still shutting it. You're getting yeah. in your car, yeah. you're driving home. You don't have that when you work from home. So there is potential burnout. Uh, there is maybe a fear of being lonely. You know, if you're working from home and you're not intentional about how you connect with your coworkers and your peers, or you don't get that FaceTime ever, um, that can lead to some isolation, loneliness, maybe some depression. So that's a real thing as well. Um, you know, if you're not in a space that you enjoy being in, maybe, you know, your home is not a place where you can carve out a, a spot for your office and make it feel like it's your own space where you can be creative and productive. That can be weighing, weighing on you mentally. Uh, so there are challenges. But overall, I feel that it contributes in a very positive manner for us as leaders because it gives us flexibility and freedom. It gives us um, additional time to, you know, take time in the morning, plan our day. We're not rushing around. We have more time to spend with our family, maybe even additional um, income that we're not spending on gas, dry cleaning lunch, coffee, that can go to family experiences rather than just trying to pay to work, if you will. Yeah, sure, sure. So you mentioned a few of those kind of freedom, those those kind of things. Um, I'm curious, you guys have now how many people uh, on the Belay team across the country? Yeah, we're at about 90 people. Wow, okay. So between your team and just those you interact with, what are just a couple of things people are saying, man, I've loved this. Couple of things people saying, man, this is really hard and I don't like this about working from home. Um, yes. Yeah, so simple things like I love the fact that I can take my child to school and I can pick my child up from school. Mm -hmm. That is a simple thing that goes Gold. so far, yeah. even personally. One of the things my, my daughter loves the most about me working from home is I can take her to school. Mm. Um, people love, honestly, that they can wear sweatpants and yoga pants to work. Woohoo! Yeah. Right? Right? We have, we call it the, the work mullet. Business on top, party on the bottom, yes. right? Sweatpants, That's actually the biggest pants. thing I'm going to take from this right here is the work mullet. There are people that are attending this summit with the work mullet. They have summit mullet on right now. We won't ask. Yoga pants, sweatpants, athletic shorts. Well done. I love that, Krisha. Keep going. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, and honestly, it's the productivity. It's the freedom. I mean, there's something about being in the comfort of your own home that allows you to work when you're at your best. 
if you, unless you have a scheduled meeting, you know, with someone, you really do have more autonomy over your work than ever before. And that's really important to a lot of people um, at our organization. The things that are tough, boundaries, burnout, you know, um, we see that a lot in new employees that come to work for Belay. And especially for those of you listening, when you have a high performing team full of overachievers, people who want to just rock it, um, they're not being forced to, to shut down. And so that becomes really difficult for people to set their boundaries. And like I said, usually at about that three month mark, it happens all the time. We have to have that conversation on setting your boundaries, owning your calendar. What does your ideal work week look like? Because especially if you really like what you do, um, it's really hard to separate yourself when you're in your home. Sure. Yeah. So um, let's let's shift uh, to use the 2020 word pivot uh, just a little bit. We believe in the health of leaders and we unfortunately see that a wave of burnout is on the way. Um, we're starting to hear that already and, and see a lot of overwhelm, um, which grieves us. I mean, one reason we're doing this summit is because we want to try to get ahead of that for any leaders. Uh, and so I want to talk about some proactive practices. If you are now working from home, maybe you have been for a while. Again, we've been in a pandemic, so it's not it's not a fair trade, right? If you were working from home in 2019 versus now in 2020. But what are some practices that you would say to anybody working from home? Get as practical, as simple, as concrete as possible. What are some practices for anybody working from home to avoid burnout and to stay healthy so you can keep producing? Yes, of course. So important. So first thing is set your schedule. You know, pretend you are going into an office. What is your work day? Are you starting at eight and ending at five? Are you starting at nine? Whatever that looks like, have your start time and your end time. I understand you might have to start early or go a little late depending on the work, but have your work hours. Second to that would be have a dedicated office space if you can. Um, even if it's not a whole room, maybe it's the corner of a room so that mentally you feel yourself going to work. You're going to your place to work. Try to avoid it being your bedroom. You know, when you are done at the, at the end of the day and you're trying to rest and get a good night's sleep, which is also very important, um, don't have your laptop there or even reminding yourself of all the things that you have to do because your office setup is in your bedroom. So separate office, work hours. Um, I talked a little bit briefly about that ideal work week. Uh, use your calendar to its fullest. What I mean by that is I'm sure you've all heard what gets scheduled gets done. I think that might be a Michael Hyatt uh, statement. But it's so true. Don't be afraid to schedule your lunch, a workout, when you've got to pick your kids up, when their practices are. Is there a hobby that you want to participate in before or after work? So that people are aware of when you are and are not available. The other thing that I would say is take breaks. It is really easy to sit here in this chair at your computer and on Zoom constantly and forget about getting up. 
It is so important for us mentally and physically. You have got to get up, set an alarm on your phone, whatever it is that you need to do, even getting up and walking around your house for 10 minutes, it allows you to just clear your mind. Um, Even breathing, you know, if you feel yourself getting overwhelmed, take a minute and just breathe. Have you ever heard that? Like Mm -hmm. breathe in for four seconds, hold it for four seconds, let it out for four seconds. Leaders are awful at breathing. I'm told like we just push, push, drive and forget those deep breaths. That's right. Belly breath, right? Like your belly come out and really, really feel it. It really calms everything down. Um, You know, try to get some exercise in. It really is so important. And I think what leaders are starting to realize, um, hopefully, is when your employees are well, holistically well, like you have, you know, spoken about already, mentally well, physically well, emotionally well, spiritually well, they're going to come and show up that much better for you as a leader and for your organization. And so it is worth their time. So if you are a leader listening to this, you should really model um, what you can expect from your employees. And so if they see you taking time, stepping away, taking your vacation, you know, truly disconnecting, they will feel like they are able to as well. Um, And boy, we have seen it pay off leaps and bounds at our organization. Um, It's really powerful. All right, last question, kind of speaking on behalf of Belay, I know you guys have a strong culture and a strong mission. Um, 10 years from now, in 2030, you look back, what do you want people to say about how Belay help leaders lead through this crazy year, teams lead through this crazy year, organizations lead through this crazy year? What do you hope people say about how Belay helped all those teams and leaders? That's a great question. Um, You know, I would say that I would want people to really feel that Belay was authentic and genuine and transparent about the reality of 2020. Uh, There have been some really difficult times, um, some really sad times that um, we have to just address head on. And I don't think that it's ever appropriate to, you know, push those things under the rug. And so, yeah, I would want people to say that, you know what, we, we addressed it. Um, we were empathetic and we were transparent and that we just tried to do the right thing. Well, guys, before we let you go, we want to remind you that you can find us right here each and every week on Tuesday and Thursday, wherever you consume podcasts. And we would ask that you would do us a favor and leave us quick rating and review wherever you listen. Those are very important. They're very simple, but they're very important in helping us get this message in front of more eyes, ears, and hearts. And one last thing, be sure and head over to rightsideupleader.com and pick up a copy of the Right Side Up Journal right now. Don't wait. They're 20% off while supplies last. This is a great tool to help you continue on your journey of health so that you can reach more impact. And as always, we'll see you right back here on the next episode of the Right Side Up Leadership Podcast. Shot, 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 shot.